Hello and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett, yes more on this later, and the ever so wonderful, classy, sophisticated, suave <laughs> Hannah Price, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett. Um, yes, why are we SEO SES? Well, we are SEO SES because we like to think of ourselves as the special answering service when it comes to SEO. Me and Hannah are flipping nerds on the subject and we love to delve into specific SEO topics and get you answers basically. And I suppose we're on a mission to make SEO fun and accessible for all. So yes, we're hoping we're doing that. SEO SAS is sponsored by Alarma Plant. A what? Yes. I mean, we um, we don't have a sponsor at the moment. I just have to add ad lib and I've got this beautiful llama plant in my in my eyeline and I just had to that was the first thing that came to my mind so can this ep- this episode be sponsored by a llama plant well yeah I think um, um is there anything that we need to say about the llama plant I've made a couple of hints yes I've got a new job role haven't I woo-hoo, so woo-hoo. like this isn't going to be the Holland and Barrett show do not worry folks it's still SES. But I have made the move and basically this llama plant was one of my leaving presents. Um, I got like other bits and bobs um, from, I used to work at Like Mind Media, but now I am working for Holland and Barrett with Hannah, with yourself. That's all very exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting, especially for me. (laughs) And yeah, so um, Hannah will effectively be my boss. So you get to boss me about, don't you? So that would be a interesting dynamic. Going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, I'm very much excited and it's going to, because me and you used to work together, didn't we? Way back, way back when. Yeah, yeah. It's all changing, all new. And I'm very much Looking forward to my 25% off at Holland and Barrett, aren't I? <laughs> um, I wonder whether we need to say about people who might want to sponsor us, get in touch yes. maybe. Are we, yes. open, are we open to applications? We are very much open to applications. We are on the hunt for a, a sponsor of SEO, SES, because as much as this, I mean, you can't see it, uh, but this llama plant, it's, <laughs> it's fun it's um it's a bit of greenery it's a it it brings you joy so as much as it's a good plant and um and all that I I do think we need a more relevant more because you know SEO podcast we should have a more relevant sponsor if you um fancy talking to us about sponsoring the show then we're open to suggestions I think the best way would be email wouldn't it yes hello at seosaspodcast.com and we're very flexible. Um, I mean, in more ways than one. I don't know why I said that. That was weird. Um, but no, what I mean when I say we're flexible is that we're open for different sponsorship ideas. Um, yeah, like, let's have a conversation. And if you want to use our platform to promote a tool or a service or something that you do um, that's related to SEO, 
or or veganism or llamas <laughs> goats or cats <laughs> or what now's your chance <laughs> yes now is your chance. i'm just reining you in <laughs> started sorry now we get started we shall get started how are you doing are you all good uh yes not bad uh i feel like i'm due a holiday yes well when was your last holiday i don't know i have no idea that's why i feel like i need one yeah i think that's a telling sign i mean i was meant to so middle of july i was meant to be in sunny roads but obviously covid um stopped that didn't it so i'm in need of a holiday um but i don't know like a uk holiday would be good enough for me because there's some beautiful places in the uk absolutely yeah yeah just get one booked get one booked in so yes yeah, so we've got some um exciting news haven't we it's not just us two today no um so as you know we like to bring you guests that talk about different topics and this one is one that we've been trying to well not trying to cover for ages but one that we've been keen to cover for ages and we finally got somebody really really cool and somebody really really good to come and talk to us about it so hello to dan saunders who is performance marketing manager and amazon specialist at Ingenuity Digital. Hi, thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you very much for, because we are recording on a Saturday. So thank you for giving up some of your Saturday to talk to us too. I literally have no other life apart from my little boy in work. So yeah, this is fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did have, before, the, before we got recording, we were chatting before and it turns out that, um, that you have a six-month boy and I am living with my six-month nephew so we had some similar stories didn't we and uh we went we did big baby talk yeah we did we must have bored Hannah to death awful really, <laughs> because uh, uh, it's, just, it's just good to hear <laughs> that it's just good to hear that uh, you know RJ uh is is doing things that other babies are doing I just assume because he's my son that he's not normal so uh <laughs> how are you how are you finding being a dad Ah, oh, it's, I, I thought I'd mentally prepared myself. I thought I'd set things up. Um, as Hannah knows, I'm a massive, massive control freak. I have to do everything myself. <laughs> um, I thought I'd mentally prepared myself. You know, I had helped raise my little brother and sister from when they were, when they were little. Uh, I thought, you know, I could do nappies, I can do late nights. But when it's, yeah, when it's just you, it's, yeah, it, it's not me for six, to say the very least. You know, I used to do uh, so much rugby, basketball, I used to go to the gym, I used to go to the running, and now I'm just nothing. I'm just uh, a blob sat in a gamer chair because, you know, economics and everything like that, but still, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's amazing, but it's still, like, I've never been this tired in my life. I was going <laughs> to say that, like, I feel for my sister, like, because, I mean, we've all had those nights where uh, you stayed out a bit too late and um, you... I miss that so much. Well, I was just going to say, like, one night of not having eight hours decent sleep, the next day, you're screwed, aren't you? And I can't imagine, like, because obviously when you have a baby, you sleep when they don't need you don't they yeah i mean even then you're still like you're on edge because as soon as they wake up they need action like straight away because sometimes they'll wake up and they'll be quiet and then that's fine but when they wake up and they start crying that's like oh i mean i always thought babies were easy you know they had one of three things wrong with them. they were tired they did a nappy changing or they were hungry 
There's so many nuances in that that it's just like, oh, what's wrong with you? There's no specific cry. There's no specific facial expression. And then they'll just make it go away with like a little giggle or just grabbing your nose <laughs> or something outstandingly cute. And then you're just like, oh, I love you, but I hate you in the same breath. <laughs> I mean, you're really selling kids to me. Oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry. I, he's, <laughs> everything, I've done in, everything I've done in my life, he's by far and away the best thing that's ever happened. But he's also the thing that is really testing what I'm made of. Oh, well, I'm sure you make a fabulous um, dad. And yes, like babies are just so adorable. And yeah, it's last last bit on the baby talk, because obviously this is an SEO podcast, isn't it, Hannah? Um, and yeah, we're talking to you about Amazon. But like, I, I was amazed at like how much love I had for my nephew, like a baby that's i don't know you know when it's a blood and i don't know like it's just crazy how much love and i mean i can't even imagine because i'm not a mother or father myself but that must be like 10 times when it's your what you've created oh but you're an auntie though that's that's the the magical thing because you get to be the good guy like yes. when, uh, when, when your nephew is mad his mum he'll go to you yeah and you're the one that's gonna i'm yeah having just met you, I'm just, I just assume, I assume there's all aunties that they're the ones that you're going to, they're going to turn to, but also the ones that are going to be just lead them off the path that mum's thought of. And that's sort of my job at the moment, <laughs> just, to, just to cause as much, usually it's to cause as much chaos as possible. That seems to be his new role as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And I think, um, because obviously we've not been able to uh, get into integrate and uh, meet, integrate, oh God, that's such a robotic word, get to uh, meet, any other babies his age uh it's just been it's just been a little bit weird seeing how he interacts with people because now that we're actually allowed to see people in houses um he's got like a, a couple of other friends but they're like he only gets to see them once every six weeks whereas normally they'd have like baby sensory classes they'd do baby swimming uh he'd be um i don't know like my mum he called um she calls herself his mima uh absolutely adores him like she'll drop everything she'll want anything she's doing just for the chance at seeing him and it's this, i think yeah. it's like you said before with it being uh with it being blood or even not just being blood as well because every time he sees somebody he automatically just absorbs them into his little bubble and they just seem to be in love with him and i wonder i think that must be a, a whole baby thing like everything about them they just emanate love and it's impossible not to love them definitely 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 okay that, that oh, was definitely one of the pitch. that was that was a lot but yeah you've told yeah, me now sorry. <laughs> yeah sorry i i it's because i i've been i've been awake since like half past five and then i've been woken up every hour from 10 o'clock so yeah my initial thoughts are always pain suffering agony and then after that it's like <laughs> oh actually, <laughs> after that it's actually like oh actually no it's it's good we're gonna go on a uh, on a road trip later so i'm looking forward to that as well ah oh lovely awesome okay so that's that's a really nice intro to you and normally we do a quick fire to try and get to know our guests a bit better but you've not you've not escaped that we're still going to do that anyway <laughs> cool awesome <laughs> just think of just give us the first uh, response that comes into your mind and baby brain or not we're going to take it. Okay. This is so, going to be interesting. <laughs> so, quick fire round. Mountains or the sea? Mountains. Good choice. Snakes or lizards? 
Uh, lizards. Cool. Dominoes or Papa John's? Oh, Dominoes. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> You're wrong, both of you. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Flip-flops or sandals? Sandals. Monopoly or Trivial Pursuit? Uh, I mean, I used to be an estate agent, uh, so this is a bit biased, so it's Monopoly. Oh, yeah, every time. Trivial Pursuit, oh, my word, who's got time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I, wanted to, if I wanted to feel stupid, I'd watch University Challenge again. <laughs> exactly. Um, Apple or Samsung? Oh, this is so difficult because I've got both. Um, Ooh. Oh. Apple, just because uh, my iPhone takes a lot better photos of RJ than my Samsung. Hey, good choice. Beyonce or Jay-Z? Oh, definitely Beyonce. Oh, yes, <laughs> the queen. I love Beyonce. I, uh, I'm pretty sure RJ gets quite a lot of his attitude from watching... Uh, one of the first things he ever watched while we were in lockdown was actually her documentary. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where he's got his attitude from already. I love it. Uh, just, uh, I mean, I wish I was Beyonce. Uh, yeah, anyway. Not them young. City or countryside? Countryside. Nice. Cool. That was it. Can I? I've got it. Like, you guys sound very similar, don't you? <laughs> I thought you meant, like, literally, <laughs> because this is a podcast, I thought you meant voices. I was like, no, like, with your answers <laughs> and stuff. So, obviously, like, you're both on the Monopoly front, you're both on Beyonce, you're both on countryside. I mean, guys. Papa John's wins over Domino's, but, you know, I'm just going to have to... It's two against one on that one, isn't it? Yeah, afraid so. But you just... Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I just... From... I think it's just being a student because I used to live right next to a, uh, next to a Domino's. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they got to the point where I could call them and I'd just say the same as always and they'd have my credit card details on file. They knew who I was because of my phone number. <laughs> and 30 minutes later, it's just like... Yeah, I say two words and I get my pizza. So that's amazing. I think uh, yeah, that's that's a long haul marketing scheme that they had there. Build next <laughs> to students, and then we'll just take it everywhere we go. That's I how mean, to get loyalty. I was just going to yeah, say exactly. that's business and um, business and customer like relationship one hundred and one. There, isn't it? I feel like we've got a really lovely picture of you now, Dan. We obviously know more about you and you more personally. So. I reckon we sort of change the sort of questions and talk about SEO. Can you tell our listeners how you got into the wonderful world of SEO and digital marketing? Uh, a brief overview, as it were. Uh, I'm just trying to keep it brief. It's, <laughs> it's like the longest story ever. Uh, I mean, I mean, just as before I hit the brief story, the background was that I wanted to be a doctor and I actually went into med school before I uh, before I started doing anything, but it turns out that I fainted at the side of my own blood in this room, so that's... <laughs> Not a good start. No, that put a nail in that. Um, I wanted to be a politician, uh, but I did a two-week internship with a certain MP, well, not dropping any names, because I didn't want this to get political, but I absolutely hated the monotony and how everyone just used the rules to try and just bend it to get their own way, but that's another story whatsoever. And... Yeah, so long story short, um, I knew Stephen Kenwright uh, through my other half, um, who's now the co-founder of Rise at Seven. Uh, he was one of the uh, directors at uh, Brando 3. And I'd fallen into a state agency because I'd kind of fallen out with, with, with politics and medicine. And I kind of fell into a state agency because it was 2009, just to put a date on how old I 
<laughs> and uh, uh, the only job I could get was as a state agent. I just kind of ran through the ranks there, starting off as a guy that opened the doors and ended up being the guy that managed a couple of branches in Yorkshire. But uh, the higher I got up, the more I just knew I hated it with a passion. And uh, having a few whiskeys with Steve Kenwright, I was just like, I absolutely hate everything about my job. And he's like, have you ever thought about going into digital marketing? They had a, a BDM role at Brandon 3 at the time. And I mean, you guys are going to hate me for this because this was literally four years ago. Uh, I had to Google what SEO meant. <laughs> There's I mean, no there's, hate. There's no judgment here. Wow. This is a safe I mean, place. Yeah, I mean, there's. Is it irony or is it poetic? Uh, this, you know, this is why I did history and politics. My English is absolutely awful, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the the poetic justice behind that. And now, four years later, I'm an international speaker about it. So uh, yeah, Stephen Kenwright is to blame for everything that I do and the chaos. Amazing. That's a lovely story. It's like, a really cool story. Interesting as well. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Every time someone says, can you do it briefly? I'm like, well, there's a, there's a big old backstory that comes yeah. with it. And it, I, I don't think the last part makes sense unless you, I tell you the first part. Oh, no, I, you need yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Context. That's a really cool story. I like it. Yeah. See, we're going to be talking about Amazon today, which we're really excited about. Why should SEOs care about Amazon? Uh, the biggest thing for me about why SEOs should care about Amazon is that uh, if anyone's in the e-commerce sphere at this moment in time, it is such a major factor. Uh, I read yesterday, I actually posted about this, that globally, buyers are four times more likely to go from your site onto Amazon or eBay to try and find the product cheaper. Wow. And I mean, I, I mean, I put some stats up, and again, I don't know how much everyone's websites cost to build. Um, I've seen from Shopify 30,000 all the way up to your Magento 2 builds, which are like on the hundreds into like 120K. And then you think about the team that you need on your SEO. So you've got someone that does your content, someone that uh, deals with the technical, uh, someone that deals with your digital PR, because obviously we're not allowed to say anything anymore. And then, I mean, any major e-commerce player at the moment in time needs to have at least three or four people on the site. So that's what, five, 6,000 pounds a month? Uh, even if you don't employ an agency. So you're spending upwards of, I mean, let's just say 120 grand on your site a year to then for someone to go onto an Amazon site and try and find it cheaper. Um, yeah. I mean, globally, four times more likely it's higher in the US and the UK. And to me, that's, that's a scary number. I mean, I'd always bring in uh, Amazon uh, as a bit of a side hustle to try and fund my life. I started out life selling iPhone chargers while I was an estate agent to try and build some extra income. So when I started seeing how what I was doing was impacting my rankings, I started writing about it and a lot of people started paying attention. So it's, yeah, it's, it's coming to the point where Amazon is just becoming e-commerce uh, as a whole. Mm. And I think anyone in the e-commerce sphere right now needs to be thinking, can I get on Amazon? The answer is yes, because they take all sorts of different brands on at the moment. And even big brands out there are, are struggling. So if you type in uh, ASICS men's running trainer, uh, I haven't even got this page up, but I guarantee the first thing you'll see is a new balance trainer. Ah. Or if you type in uh, a recent one that I found, if you typed in a bottle of Coke, you'll get Pepsi. Interesting. Yeah. 
So that to me at the moment is just Amazon doesn't care who you are as a brand. If you're selling, they will do anything in their power to help you. But if you're not selling, they will smash you all the way back down. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you should care, folks. Yeah, sorry, um, that was probably the, the short answer to the long, drawn-out story no. I just gave you. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah. And I do, and I do think because obviously Amazon is used as a search engine, just like Google is. So exactly. I, I imagine yeah. there's lots of people because I do it. Like if depending on what I'm buying, sometimes I'll go straight to Amazon rather than going into Google. And, and I think a bit of that is because I've got my Amazon Prime as well. So exactly, yeah. um, I need to make Very sure good. that I'm using my £8 a month or what have you. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is, I think some people forget that other places are used as search engines, mm. not just Google. It's the same with YouTube as well, but that's a whole yeah, different exactly. kind of fish. But yeah, I could uh, yeah I could talk about days about YouTube search <laughs> marketing at the moment, just because you can. There's now ways of integrating that with your Amazon, and that's ah. just that's just yeah next level stuff as well. But yeah, I well maybe days on that. <laughs> let, let's stick to Amazon, and you never know. In the future, we may get you back for YouTube. Um, cool. So um, obviously, then it's obvious then like yeah we need to be caring about amazon so i'm guessing the answer to this question is going to be yes so it's more why um so most e-commerce stores should we're saying should definitely sell on amazon aren't we yeah i mean i'm biased but yeah if you guys agree with me then i'm definitely right yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i i mean is there anything else um apart like that you'd like to add to obviously you've got we've sort of spoke about um why we should care and stuff but any yeah. other particular reasons why people should be selling uh, like benefits yeah. as well yeah. yeah i mean i mean from from that perspective um i helped with a study uh, last year so in 2018 54% of people in the uk started their product search on amazon like you said, it's just like you said sarah that it was um you you because of you know the prime loyalty, the the ease and the fluidity of it all. I mean, for a, a whole host of reasons. But then in 2019, that shot up to 63 percent. Wow! And I mean, if then they've started their product search on Amazon, and then the last 37. This is how bad I know numbers. I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so data driven. If I have the data in front of me, I'm fine. But it's like <laughs> it's like if I have to come with it, it's like so yeah. About 37%. The other 37% of people will go either to Google, Bing, or people, you know, there was the interesting stuff was that uh, 3% of people start their product journey by actually going to a store still, which was, wow. uh, which was uh, an amazing fact for me that I thought was just, you know, there's always going to be a benefit of having a bricks and mortar store. And that's probably why Amazon uh, is brought into Amazon Go into the UK because people still want that. I can get my hands on it and just walk out of the store, which is a very alien concept. Well, to, like, just to add my opinion on this, and I don't know what you guys think, but for me, it depends what I'm buying. So if it's like, so when I like I'm buying text, obviously bought podcast uh, microphones for the podcast and headphones mm. and stuff. I'm going straight to Amazon because I know that like there's good product reviews there. I can have a look and, and see and stuff. Whereas if it's something more like clothes or shoes or um, something that I want to see in person because of its fish, like how it looks or how it feels or how it touches, then I will go in store. But then I don't know. Like Hannah, would you? 
do you buy more online or oh hell yeah if i can get out of going into a shop i will always if if my co-op would deliver i i wouldn't go in there but um i I do agree with you so an example i've got is i've got a garmin watch but it's got like a heart rate monitor that digs into my wrist so i'm not wearing it because of that And I need one that doesn't have that, but nobody ever takes photos at the back of the watch. So mm. if I need one, I'm going to have to go to somewhere like Curry's or somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, if it's, I think if it's not done well enough online, you have to go into the store. But I, I'm going to be slightly more controversial and say that I feel like stores aren't that necessary if you have given enough of a description, enough, of, enough photos, enough reviews, like Amazon usually does, to be honest, um, it's fine. And I feel like, again, from a, again, just going off on a bit of a tangent, from a controversial point of view, that might stop big stores and, and save lots of money, but then also open up the more sort of social and fun element of going to local high streets and checking out stores because it's something to do rather than because you need something. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, massive tangent. No, 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 no. I, I completely agree. I just I didn't want to talk over anyone but I I very much like sometimes I'm in the mood to have a browse and I'm, I'm in a in a mood to like, obviously it's harder with like covid now and yeah and people feeling safe and obviously it's better if you can buy online and all that jazz uh, but taking covid out of the question for me it depends on what I'm doing because there's times where like for example me and mum would spend a day shopping and browsing and yeah. do you know what I mean like it depends what you're going for like are you buying something because it's out of necessity you need it something's broken or something that you just need there and then um, or is it the experience that you're going for like car shopping or do you know what I mean or yeah I don't know I think it all depends on the experience that you have and what you want um, I mean that's interesting oh sorry I interrupted you no 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 I've got I mean you need to otherwise I just go off on the tangents <laughs> so it's good no, it, was, it was quite interesting because um I was speaking to uh, Steve Kenwright about it and uh, just before he left to settle Bride of Seven he was working at Pendragon and they just l- launched uh, an e-commerce store for cars so wow. like, it was interesting uh-huh. like you said that you can actually the idea was that you could click and buy your car and it had drive on, put it on your drive. That was an alien concept to me. I just thought, you know, like, like you said, that shopping element used to be that, you know, every Saturday I'd go into town with my mum, we'd have a Woolworths breakfast. I mean, this again, dating me, this just shows you how old I am there. But, <laughs> I remember uh, Woolworths and then it was Big W or something like that. But anyway, carry on. But uh, yeah, and then we'd go in, we'd have a browse through, um, try on the clothes. And yeah, it was just a bit of bonding time because, you know, my mum uh, had three of us, she was, uh, but she was working full time to deal with. And, you know, you didn't get a chance to see her that often. So this Saturday morning shopping together yeah. was, like you said, it was a social element. And I think yeah. historically, going back to my history side of things, that historically, we, you know, we, we use shopping for more than just Actually, I know it sounds stupid, but it's more than just shopping. It's yeah. the social element. You know, people used to go, you know, go and have cups of coffee, meet with their friends, and I mean, obviously, COVID's really, really messed that up. But it's yeah, that's why again, I still think the bricks and mortar stores are always going to be needed because there's a, a human social element yeah. to it as well. But I think the point is that you need both, isn't it? Like yeah, the point is not definitely. not having either or because like 
people's shopping behaviors are very very different so anyway right let's get back on to amazon then um <laughs> like are you proud of me hannah you know yeah, steering nice. this amazon ship to the amazon platform <laughs> or whatever the hell i'm talking about uh so okay this might be a bit of a weird one for you to answer dan why wouldn't a store sell on amazon what are you most what are most common objections to looking into it so, so i'll go with the, some of them but i'm I think a legitimate reason, but there's also some that I get that I just think, oh, really? But yeah, this is a... <laughs> oh no, tell us some of those too. I need yeah. to know what... <laughs> I won't mention any names, but they're like, oh no, no, we're too we're too big to go on Amazon. Oh, uh, flip off. Yeah, I would, yeah. That's... I want to swear, but uh, yeah, I, I I had to sort of like, I had to bite my tongue and say, <laughs> so you know, Apple, Coke, Pepsi, Nike. I, I mean, I've just mentioned two brands that just come off Amazon, but they, they, they sell on Amazon, right? You know, uh, Asics, Adidas, all these big, big names out there. Yeah. And there's like, you're a small company. And it's like, no, no, we, we definitely don't need to sell on Amazon. We're too big to do it. And I'm like, eh, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll talk when you go into administration. But that's, that's just, that's just the, uh, the horrible side of me that says that because it, I'd spent about three or four months building up their store. For them to say, oh, actually, no, it's not on our priority list anymore. <laughs> but um, wow. but this, the biggest common thing for me is that um, is, 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 as we said before, the brand. Um, now, a lot of brands, you know, like I said, you, know, you type in A6 men's running shoe, which to me is a high converting term, and yeah. you get a New Balance trainer, or you, know, you type in Coke two liters, and you get a Pepsi two liters. Uh, when it comes to that, that to me, doesn't give you the best experience because if you typed in some uh, a long tail keyword like that, that says to me you've got a purpose, you know what you want. Yeah. But on the other side of that as well, you know, New Balance will have to look at their P and L uh, as do Pepsi. The you know they're targeting these keywords, so they wouldn't do it unless there was an ROI for them. So the you know that's they're thereabouts. Um, the, the other side of it is, is that, you know, you don't get to have too much creativity behind it. You know, there's, um, you know, if you've got, you, if you set up your own store, you have to sort of follow uh, Amazon guidelines. Whereas if you're on Shopify, Magento, uh, Big Commerce, or anything along those sort of lines, you have that degree of freedom as long as you've got the dev power behind it. But when it comes to your store, you're sort of restricted. Um, now, again, New Balance, I don't work for New Balance, and I don't get any kickbacks from them i'm an a6 women's shoe person that's how i found out in the first place uh, but um if you look at their amazon store it's very very similar in the tone of voice to their to their own website and so they've managed to get the balance right whereas sometimes you just you just can't get that you can't get your right tone of voice right in it as well so when you if i'm speaking to a brand manager their their struggle is oh, we can't get the right tone of voice on it because we've got to work within Amazon's parameters. And if you say a challenger brand, you want to have your own parameters. So it's, it's, it's give and take in that sort of thing as well. I mean, that's interesting because I get that like um, a business's brand and like their makeup is, is important, but then if that's an objection, to like putting yourself on Amazon where we know people are going and you're missing out on opportunities. It just, that just seems like a big sacrifice. And I don't know, is it, is it important? 
is it that is it that important to sacrifice not being on Amazon because of that? I I personally don't see it as important, but you know, like I say, we we have to all deal with what we've got. You know, if we've got a brand manager, that's that's their job, right? Yeah. They've got to worry about the brand. But and um, I mean, don't get me wrong, because I I don't do brand mark like brand marketing is in like it's not my thing, so I don't I don't know, and I get and I guess like branding and making sure that you stay true to your brand guidelines and what have you is is right in the tone of message and making sure that um your your business or company or brand comes across in the right way but sometimes i just think people are a bit too precious <laughs> that's, my that's opinion. the general feel yeah no I, I completely agree with you on that it's um uh i mean my and this is where i'm always really blunt to the point my my grand scheme of things always ends with the same thing. Have we made more sales? And yes. That's how, in e-commerce, that's how we're measured, right? Are we selling yes. the product? Because if we're not here to sell a product, then what are we here to do? Look pretty. With yeah, brand exactly. lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's only really, really rare that it's, I've struggled to match brand guidelines 100%. I'd say the, the worst case I've ever got is about 98% of brand okay. guidelines. So it's not. It's not too difficult, but when it's not 101% like some brand managers want, it's, I can understand because that's their job. They want it there. And you, you can do a lot of brand messaging. You, know, you have sponsored brands on Amazon now, and you can target negative keywords around your brand as well. So it's, it's, it's pushing it out there because one of the metrics Amazon can measure in their analytics is impressions, which is obviously a big thing for brands. So it's, it is there. The capacity is there. It's just not the same as having your own lovely website you spent a fortune building and making it look as pretty and ticking all the right boxes that you need. So for someone who's considering Amazon, how, and especially if they're in SEO, first of all, how is it different? But also on that point, do you, would you see it as kind of part of an SEO role to look into this or would you see it as more of a, I don't know, a, a more senior stakeholder person job? Because from from my side, I feel like it, like like Sarah said earlier, and, and you agreed with it, it is its own um, search engine, and so many people are using it far more than even Google for products specifically. So, but yeah, so first of all, how is it different, and should it be part of SEO in a way? Um, I I hundred percent think it should be part of SEO because, um, like you said, Amazon is a search engine, and it's search engine optimization. It's what we it's what we do. Um, it's, it has quite a lot of similarities to Google SEO, uh, but the, the key ranking factors are drastically, drastically different. And anyone that's starting out, I, I'd always say, um, if you understand Google's core purpose versus Amazon's core purpose, then you can understand the difference between, between the ranking factors. So in my opinion, and everything that I've seen in terms of the ranking factors, Amazon wants you to sell. If you can sell your product and you make it as easy as possible for Amazon to sell your product, you will rank. Whereas Google cares about advertising. And you have to then think, right, okay, is this going to help Google sell more advertising? Yeah. And that's, that to me is the, the heart. I mean, obviously, that's overly, overly simplified on both searches. There's going to be people at Google that are going to be spamming me after this. Um, <laughs> but, but that to me is if you take everything, everything away and you just have the core, core heart of everything you can say right google wants to sell advertising amazon wants to sell so they've been amazon has been built around this core prospect to sell products 
whereas Google's been built to sell advertising. And that's that where the key... Sense. When you simplify it like that, it's like, wow. No, I mean, like I said, I, I, I may have oversimplified it a lot, but uh, there's, uh, like I said, I, I 100% effectively spammed on Twitter after this, but, <laughs> uh, but it, it's just, it's, it's worked for me. When I'm, whenever I've looked at uh, an e-com site whatsoever, that's what I take into account. The, the cold, hard data is what we have to look at, right? We, we do uh, ABC, so we then get XYZ. Yeah. 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 And sometimes like I, going back to your point about oversimplifying, I think that is fine too, because then you understand more, don't you? And, but yes, right. Looking at the time, time is flying, isn't it? So what do you think, Hannah? We've probably got time for one more question each or? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what do I go for here? Are there any risks to consider like with Amazon SEO? So dropping out of an algorithm or something equivalent to no indicator indexing your e-commerce site uh, yeah so if for example you're targeting a certain keyword and a competitor that's a challenger to the market has started selling more and they're targeting that keyword you will drop rankings uh, there's no uh, historic legacy there's no legacy to it if you start selling for the same keyword you will shoot right to the top i had it with uh, iphone chargers so i used to sell them unbreakable, unbreakable iphone chargers for about 8.99 uh, someone came into the market and started selling for 149. Um, so I saw rankings drop massively, like worse than they'd been from when I first launched it. However, on the other side of that, when um, Amazon saw that people were complaining on the quality, uh, the delivery speed, and the actual product, they lost rankings completely and they were wiped off, wiped off the map. So we had about a, uh, a month of lower rankings. We'd gone from first to, uh, to third, uh, pretty much overnight. Uh, and there are ways of doing it, you know, very, uh, very black hat Amazon SEO. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it, Amazon is getting a lot better at picking up the, its faults because there are different ways to hack it, but it's got so much more intelligent in terms of picking up on these and reacting to them quickly. One way is, is that people used to give fake reviews, so you could uh, pay for a box to just give you a, you know, a thousand plus reviews overnight. Wow. Well, Amazon started doing uh, verified reviews and using its find system to really nail down, oh, are these people actually people? And I think, not a bot. yeah, and I think that that's key, isn't it? Like um, Amazon is going to continue to better at cutting out the spam or just like google so google's always updated its algorithms to better use experience and making sure the content is right or yeah it's it's use experience at the end of the day and i think amazon are just going to do it more more and more but yeah okay and, and one thing that we're seeing as well is, oh, sorry i interrupted you again no do um, it's fine um, I mean, one thing that you, you mentioned earlier about actually uh, having the clothes or the fact that if you'd have known the uh, Garmin watch digs into your wrist, yeah. they've introduced a try before you buy. Right. Where, where they send you the clothes, they send you the tech, uh, only certain tech, obviously, if there's certain criteria but for clothes. Uh, for some brands, they're seeing people rank higher for using that facility to send the product and then you just keep it. If you keep it, then they charge you. Nice. But if not, you send it back. It's, uh, it's, it's very similar to the ASOS model of, you know, making the return system as easy as possible. Do you know um, what I like about, oh, sorry, I've interrupted you there, go on. 
No, 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 that's fine. That's perfect. I, I was, I, I'm due to be interrupted because again, I will talk for days. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, what else I like about Amazon from that point is where you could literally ask a question. You could say, "Does this have an annoying thing on the back of the watch that digs into your wrist?" And people tend to reply, don't they? So they've always, they've usually got question and answers on most products, especially expensive ones. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and it's like you said, it's as close. I mean, that's the biggest thing in all e-commerce. That what the biggest struggle that any e-commerce brand is ever going to have is the you don't actually have it in your hand looking and feeling it at yeah. that time and, yeah. and like you said uh, some of the best e-commerce brands do but Amazon does it as well they have pictures of a very very high quality they have very strict guidelines to what pictures you can use and they they're pushing their A plus content which is almost like a, uh, a video of the actual products in use and you can do a 360 view. I mean, before I bought certain trainers, I actually could zoom in to see what material they're made out of. It's- yeah, like going to your video point, uh, I think it's like ASOS or um, like they do that. So obviously when you like browsing through like clothing and stuff, you've got your pictures of all your different 360 you can zoom in, but they've also got like a video of it as well. And I think, yeah. I think it's just about sort of giving as much information about a product, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. what's, what's your last Amazon question, Hannah? Okay, cool. So um, I'm going to ask you what your top tips are for getting started, uh, including if there's any tools that you'd recommend. Perfect. Uh, so for, for getting started, um, take high quality pictures. Um, actually, no, scratch that. Know your customer. Know your customer. If you know your customer, Amazon will reward you. If you know how they want to be spoken to and also when they want to be spoken to, you know, going into the SEM side of things there, Amazon will reward you for that. So getting started, know your customer, know your unique selling points and embrace those because that's what Amazon wants you to do. If you've got a niche, no. you play into that niche really hard and go, go with it. Um, one of my clients, she sells um, uh, bespoke lingerie for all body sizes. And she was absolutely adamant that um, no one would buy her products on Amazon, even though the search volumes were there. But what she's actually found is her conversion rate is higher on Amazon than it is on her own site. Amazing. And why? And, 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 and why? why do you think that is? Because, uh, because she's, she, uh, she's such a per- personality in herself and she's put her personality into the brand and we've been able to convey that personality into, uh, okay. into the brand as well and then that's one of the key points that I always use when a brand manager picks up so look if I can get uh, made to measure lingerie (laughs) rank I can and keep the brand keep brand loyalty there I can do it for pretty much any brand yeah because Amazon allows you to do that Um, going back to the tools um, SEM Rush is absolutely fantastic at the moment in time they've got uh, a CRO tool now on Cellarly so you can actually A-B test your products with different descriptions, uh, pricings, etc., and different wow. pictures to see how it works. They've also got uh, a brand protection tool, uh, so you can actually monitor someone that's targeting your brand. I, yeah, I could talk about that one for days. Um, Ahrefs actually, um, it has uh, Amazon search volumes on it as well, and it's fairly accurate as well. And the surprise one actually is Google AdWords because the search volumes on there and uh, cost per click links are very, very similar. You know, they're, they're probably point. Yeah, 0.0001% out is the worst I've seen uh, in the last, well, what, this week. The very worst one I saw was about 5% out. But still, it's uh, it's very, very close to get into it as well. There's also some other ones um, 
uh, Jungle Scout, uh, Helium 10. There's a lot of paid tools out there, but uh, for anyone that's starting out that already has an e-commerce site, uh, Ahrefs, SEMrush, and you, even your Google AdWords is really useful as well. Amazing. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for good advice. I have really enjoyed this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I think um, Hannah said at the beginning of the podcast, this has always been a topic that we've wanted to delve into, but obviously um, we wanted to find the right person. So I just, I just feel like this is a really good episode because I feel like we've covered a lot and like got into good light debates. And I feel, I feel like this is a valuable one. I think we all need to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> especially Dan <laughs> especially really Dan much. <laughs> no well, yes yeah like yes Dan you you've been wonderful you've been very very wonderful well thank you so much for having me like I said, I'm a massive fangirl of the podcast so the fact that I got the invite on was sort of like right cancel everything we're doing I uh, need this room so <laughs> Aww. Aww. well this makes I'm, I'm smiling a lot and I suppose and I bet you are as well Hannah yes and we need don't forget the feature yes we are yes obviously an seo sas podcast episode is not an seo sas podcast episode without the feature <laughs> so sarah are you happy for me to run this one um well i mean i'm gonna have to get used to you bossing me about aren't i <laughs> <laughs> yes okay, so this is one we've used a couple of times because it's just so good so, and I feel like actually, Dan, you're going to give some really cool answers given, uh, you, well, firstly, your career background and the, the story there. So what we need um, are three facts about you and we, and Sarah has to guess the lie. So two truths, one lie, mm-hmm. and then Sarah will do the same back. I'll go first. That's okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. My three facts, and you've got to tell me which ones I've made up. Okay, number one, I am grade five in piano. Who? I don't have a middle name. So when I was younger, I used to lie and say my middle name was Jasmine because Sarah Jasmine McDowell rolled off the tongue, (laughs) obviously. My last fact is when I was younger in my teens, Um, I got the opportunity to dance on stage um, at an All-American Rejects gig. So want that to be true. You know when, like, they get like, oh, come from the audience, and everyone rushes. Oh, see, do they do that anymore? Because, like, with, like, just people, I can imagine people just rush. This was when I was, like, 16, so quite a while ago. Oh, what are you thinking, Anna? (laughs) I think I know. I think I know. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I, I want you both to answer. Okay. Uh, I, I, I reckon the first one's a lie. What? Oh, geez. The piano? Yeah. Oh, okay. see, I don't know. I just kind of, because I've always, always wanted to teach myself piano, but like I said, for like years of having my hands in traction from rugby and kickboxing and basketball, oh. <laughs> I've never got the chance, but. Oh, I know no, the I say one it. is true. No, you're just helping him out here. <laughs> but, um, I want us both to answer. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, sorry. I, I think the All-American Rejects one. Is a lie. Well, um, Dan, you are correct. Ah, um, yes. So I am grade five in piano. And like, the, there is some truth to the um, dancing on stage, but it wasn't All-American Rejects. I actually, um, you know, Igloo and Hartley, 
the band. Oh my days, yeah. Flipping yeah. Um, I, I did dance on stage with them, but not all American Rejects. So there's a little bit of truth. Um, but yeah. Hannah, you don't know about my piano skills, obviously. No, well, I do now. I do there now. There you go. There you go. I'm a, a person that keeps on giving, aren't I? Yeah. Right, Dan. So you got that right. Ooh. So I've got to, <laughs> yeah. Right, if, I, if it's a tie, I reckon Hannah has to do the deciding round. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, okay. So, okay. yeah. Right, so think of some facts, Hannah. Okay, Dan, I'm all ears. Okay, so... My first fact is that I once sold my best friend for a pizza. <laughs> what kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Okay. Uh, my second fact is that my favourite TV show growing up was The Rugrats. Good show. Good show. Did you play the PlayStation game as well? I did. Indeed. <laughs> it was. You look at uh, what the graphics are like now versus then and you <laughs> think... You actually get gra- better graphics on your phone than you do the old PS1. <laughs> uh, and my last fact is that my name wasn't always Dan Saunders. What do you mean? Is in like you've had a name change? Yeah. Wow. Um, why would you change your name, Dan? Have you got a dodgy path? No, I'm joking. Um... <laughs> we don't have to take that one offline. See, I can, I can see you. I imagine in some sort of weird, drunken context, like you wanted a pizza and the only thing that you could offer was your friend. So I can see that. I know uh, a close friend of mine who uh, sold the shoes that she was wearing on a night out for a single piece of chewing gum. Wow. There is. (laughs) Yes. So I can see that there might be truth in that, like, because there's a bigger story there. Rugrats is a good yeah, like I can see why you'd like that. So I'm going to go with your last one and say that Dan Saunders wasn't always your name. What would you say, Hannah? Yeah, that one. Oh, no. No, I don't know. No, the Rugrats. I'm going for Rugrats. Okay. Um, it is actually, the lie is actually Rugrats. Yeah. I, my uh, favourite TV show growing up was The Transformers. Um, Much cooler. <laughs> well, I, I did love love the Rugrats, but I literally had to pick it out. I just had to speak to Vic, and Vic uh, gave me uh, a TV show. Like, <laughs> so I was, it's so hard to pick between the TV shows, but I, yeah, as my mum will tell you, I could recite the 1986 Transformer uh, film off from heart. I still can do that as well. Oh, just, all right, yeah. show off. Mine is uh, Mary Poppins. I was very um, obsessed with... Mary Poppins, the original one, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. But that's what I was obsessed with. Um, Hannah, what were you obsessed with? I used to like Sabrina and the Teenage Witch. Yes. Ooh, that was good. That was a good show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Salem. I love Salem in that. Yes. I would definitely the Netflix, like vibes. Yeah, the, uh, the Netflix version is, is good, but it's just not as good as the, uh, the original one. Right. I know that, technically speaking, you won, Dan, because I guessed your lie. But I want to know Hannah's, just for funsies. Okay, I did put some together really quickly. Gonna... Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Since the start of lockdown, I have put on about one and a half stone in weight. Working at... Well, since I... Well, when I used to work at Gymshark, during that time, I bought over 20 pairs of leggings and... 
I once got an audition for Ninja Warrior, the TV program. I had to dig deep for these, by the way. <laughs> um, I, just feel like, I feel like the Ninja Warrior one's too random to make up. <laughs> I think I know this answer, so I'm going to let Dan go first. I, I don't think you put on that much weight in lockdown. I don't think I don't think so. I it might just be being a kiss ass here, but yeah, I definitely don't think you put on, put on that that amount of weight. Well, I see Hannah on a very regular basis, and you have it. You've Hannah's got a fabulous figure, so um, I I don't see you putting weight on. But I know that you've told me that you have. We've had a conversation about it. Um, so now I feel a bit weird because I know that you've told me that, but you don't. You don't look like you've put weight on. So I'm going to say Ninja Warrior is the lie. Oh, you're both wrong, but thank you very much. Um, so yeah, I have actually put on about that amount of weight. The Ninja Warrior was true. And um, it, I'd only bought about 16 pairs of leggings at Gymshark. So that was the last <laughs> no, that's really mean, because I knew you bought a lot of leggings in 16 to 20. That is mean. Oh, well played. I couldn't well give you played. the advantage, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why didn't I know this about Ninja Warrior? Well, I got invited for an audition and I didn't go because my mum was in hospital. So, um, yeah, oh. so that's probably why it was, it was a bit of a, yeah, oh. I did I worked really hard on my audition as well. And I was so happy to get in. But yeah, no, I didn't do it. When any. was this? This was, I think I was 28. So three years ago. Ah. Well, yeah. I know your mum's all right now. So, um... yeah, it's all good news. And yeah, oh, apart, from the, apart from the weight gain, but thanks so much for making me feel better about that, guys. Well, you made me feel awful because we obviously talk about a lot of stuff and you've told me that you've put on weight, but Hannah, you don't look like you have. You're, you've got a beautiful figure. Thank I... you so much. Yes. Anyway. anyway, that was a lot of fun and we haven't really got a winner, have we? So, everyone's I mean, a winner. Yeah, I think everyone's winning. I think that's a good way to leave it. Just to clarify, I don't have a dodgy past. I'm just putting it, I changed my name. <laughs> just, to, just to put it out there. I'm, I, I mean, quite a lot of people listening will know, uh, that know me, know that I'm half Arabic. And um, my name, my birth name was Abdul Jouad Nuraldin. Oh, wow. Uh, we, uh, I was uh, born in the UK, but we moved to uh, Syria when I was six months old. And then we, we came back when I was, uh, I think it was eight. Something like yeah. That. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, English wasn't uh, the first language to pick up on, but I've tried to adopt as much Yorkshire as I can, so I hope that's coming across. Yeah, that's really interesting. Wow. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, but I just thought, oh gosh, if people see that, they'll be like, oh no, <laughs> Dan's actually Look, on the run, Dan, so I know so I'm seeing it. <laughs> There's so much stuff that I've said on this podcast that's a bit like, not dodgy and like horrible dodgy, but like, yeah, I'm thinking... Uh, yeah anyway um we need to say goodbye because look at the time i mean it just feels like we could carry on chatting and find out more about each other but unfortunately we're gonna have to say goodbye folks so dan thank you so very flipping much for joining us and giving all that wonderful insight into amazon and hopefully everyone who has an e-commerce store is going to get their asses on there. So thank you so much. It's been very valuable. How, sorry. And very interesting. Very interesting and very valuable and just bloody awesome. Bloody awesome. (laughs) Dan, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Um, The easiest way is either Twitter or 
LinkedIn, but my email address is dan.saunders at ingenuitydigital.co.uk at Dan Saunders 86 on Twitter. Lovely. Well, what I'll do is in the show notes, I always put like, where can you find Dan? Or where can you find guest? I'll put links to everywhere that I find you. Uh, not in a weird stalkery way. I realise <laughs> how that came across. Uh, Hannah, how can people get in touch with us? Um, so, yep. Uh, email us at hello at seosaspodcast.com, especially if you want to be a sponsor. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Podcast is SEO underscore SAS. Sarah is Sarah McDuck, spelt M-C-D-U-K. And I'm SEO SAS Hannah. Yes. And I'm going to do the pleady, needy bit. And if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, please do, because that helps um, like rankings and all that jazz. If you are feeling extra kind and want to say nice things about us that just boosts our ego doesn't it hannah no um it no it does like obviously we love doing the podcast and something that we enjoy doing and if we know that we're doing a good like feedback if we know what we're doing is good then that is yeah that is wonderful (laughs) right should we all say goodbye thank you and goodbye thank you and goodbye thank you and goodbye (laughs) so smooth